Wanna cry too? I got no echo. Nothing. I got no echo. Nothing. Watch this. This is Face the Music. An electric light orchestra song by song podcast. Episode 145. Who's that? What's that song all about? Who's That was the 53rd track on the Flashback box set, 21st song, and last song on disc 3. Work on the tune began in 1982 and was finished in 2000. In the liner notes for Flashback, Jeff Lynne wrote, A jolly English dance where everybody wears something. In 2001, Jeff Lynne wrote on ELOmusic.com, That was from the Secret Messages sessions. It's a bit of fun. I fart in your general direction. I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. Who dat? Dat is never answered who dat is. <laughs> I think the song's called Who's That? Yeah. And it should be called Why Bother? Um, okay. If you wanted me to stop complaining about Jungle, <laughs> this is the way. Even though this was never officially released on any of the albums, this was... Just something they threw together and finished. And I have no idea why you would bother finishing this piece of garbage. Oh boy, there goes Pam Van Allen again. But I don't know... <laughs> but I don't know why you would finish doing this. I mean... I thought they left the fart sounds back with their little run-through of Rollover Beethoven back in 1973. Three. Three. And, well, no... Sometimes you can't take the 12-year-old out of the man. Well, we've, we've demonstrated that a number of times on our Zoom casts. Oh, yeah. But here we go again with just some fooling around in the studio that they thought would be fun for us to hear. It's only fun if you're in the studio. That's why you don't release this kind of stuff. Aye. All that good stuff. All that great stuff released on Flashback. Some okay, mediocre stuff, but all but most of it stuff that yes, you definitely want to hear. You you're glad that this finally showed up after all this time, capped off with this, and you're gonna say it's the best ELO song ever. Eric, you ignorant slut! <laughs> I friggin' love the song. I friggin' love the song the very first time I heard it. I love novelty songs. Thanks to Doctor Demento and Jonathan Brammer and just. Raised in a house where my dad was a smart ass, and there was always a steady stream of Three Stooges and Marx Brothers around and all that, so I love funny songs. I love silly songs. And I especially love silly, funny songs that are done by bands that are serious. I mean, 
I wouldn't call ELO serious like U2 or REM, but their catalog isn't loaded with lots of Stan Freeberg or Weird Al or, or Alan Sherman or any of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like when the Jay Giles band did No Anchovies, Please, or the police did Sally, Be My Girl. Just a, a silly song that comes from out of nowhere and you don't expect it. And I think it fulfills its purpose as being a silly song. The worst thing you can do is have a silly song that's not funny. Well, there we go. And it's not funny. I've heard serious bands try and do a funny song. I've heard funny bands try and do funny songs, and my face just looks like I'm just staring at a dead wall. This one makes me laugh. I think it's the only novelty song that ELO has done. I know people will say, well, Jungle was their big novelty songs. Like, and it was a goofy song, but the music to it was not too far off from what ELO usually does. It was, for the most part, a catchy pop song. This one's a straight-up funny, silly song. Reminds me of Monty Python-type stuff. You've even got some of the voices in the background sounding like Monty Python when they're trying to be women. <laughs> or are they allowed to do that anymore, or is that transphobic now? And it's a catchy tune. I love it. I will listen to it a million times in a row. It always makes it on my highly selective iPod playlist because there's only so much room I have on my iPod. We weren't crazy about the fart sounds on one of the alternate takes of Rollover Beethoven. And I would agree. Farting over Beethoven? That was just juvenile and stupid. On Who's That? I think the farts work. Because it's supposed to be a goofy, funny song. And the farts do make me laugh. Never underestimate the comedic power of a well-placed fart. <coughs> On Rollover Beethoven, they weren't well-placed. On this, yeah, they work for me. They make me laugh. Sometimes I'm an easy laugh, and a good fart sound will do it. There are people who are masters of their instruments. Django Reinhardt was just a master of his guitar, and it was John Entwistle who was great on bass. And here, Jeff Lynne shows that he's a master farter. He's got a talent for it. But there's no reason to put any more fart sounds on any more ELO songs. You hit gold once. Don't try and dig deeper into that mine. Uh, literally, do not try to dig deeper into that mine. <laughs> yeah, no, I just find it an unfunny, useless song that really never needed to see the light of day. You know, I, I wondered how you were going to go with this, because I know how much you despise Jungle. And I was thinking you probably would hate this too, but there have been times that you surprise me. And you do like, I know you do like goofy stuff. Yeah, I like goofy stuff, but I like goofy stuff that that's funny. <laughs> to compare this in any way with Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> I, no. Um, Weird Al Yankovic did a very short thing of covering something that he didn't even write. The theme from George of the Jungle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then away you'll slip on his elephant ship while Bella and Ursula stay in step with George, George, George of the Jungle, friend to you and me. And it's ten times funnier than this. <laughs> Weasel Stomping Day. I love Weasel Stomping Day. It's hilarious. It is. People up and down the street crushing weasels beneath their feet. Why we do it, who can say? But it's such a festive holiday, so let the stomping fun begin. Sparks, they have a very short song called Batteries Not Included. 
Now, Sparks is not the most serious band in the world, but they don't usually do straight-up novelty, but Batteries Not Included is one of those they did and got played a lot on Dr. Demento. And it is hilarious. Yes, a smile came to my face for the first time in a while. I turned it on. You can do very short, silly, hilarious songs. This is just them making noise and then yelling, who's that? And then this big, huge thing at the end. Yeah, where they sample from Mr. Blue Sky. The, the big, huge finale at the end, and that's it. Now, if that had actually been a transition into a better song, into a full song or anything like that, I'd probably just say, bad beginning, good song. <laughs> but... <laughs> Or I might have actually liked the beginning. I might have actually appreciated it if it went into a full-blown ELO song. Well, here's the thing. I think it sounds ELO-y. It's got a big, full sound. It fills all my ear holes with all the good ELO-sounding sounds. I would not put this on an album. No, this is definitely a goofy B-side. R.E.M., as serious as they are, they would sometimes put some goofy stuff on B-sides. They're what sounds like drunken version of King of the Road. Yeah, but it remained where it was supposed... Well, it it ended up on Dead Letter Office as well. Well, yeah, but but that uh, was a compilation of B-sides. Right. Yeah. And again, that's actually not one of my favorite um, (laughs) R.E.M. songs. But the thing is, I don't think they ever really meant it to be anybody's favorite R.E.M. song anyway. (laughs) Even though I was a little bit disappointed when I first heard it because I would love to hear R.E.M. doing a straight cover of King of the Road. Because they could do it, and sober, and and yeah, that kind of disappointed me a little bit when I first heard that. But I understand, I actually understand it more than I understand this, to tell you the (laughs) truth. Because at least they're admitting, we were drunk. (laughs) Okay, my expectations have now lowered about 75%. (laughs) (laughs) That's about where I am with, who's that? Because Eric does not have a sense of humor. I do, (laughs) just not for this. (laughs) Just not when ELO does it, I guess. Got something to say about who's that? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Gentlemen, that was a fart. Well, good old everybody. It's me, Dano, from that Xanadu site. And here's my take on who's that. Or, who's that if you're not from New Orleans? Does humor belong in music? You'll be surprised how prickly this question is with critics, industry people, and some general hardcore music listeners. Humor is certainly undervalued due to the ego of such parties. Serious means art, and that's that. Bands who have tried to be funny either have it or don't, which makes the case against humor more perilous. The Beatles got away with it by stuffing You Know My Name, Look Up My Number on a B-side. But Jay Gall's band couldn't cut the shifting genre mustard with no anchovies on one of their early albums. This is a quality that Frank Zappa has used to get his point across in some of his songs. That also used to drive his critics nuts. Not that Zappa went out of his way to inject humor in his catalog, he treated it as if it was just another appliance in his musical chest. That was a twist and a knife in the backs of his naysayers. 
To Frank, it was normal and natural as life itself. To his critics, it was hearsay and evil. I would not be surprised if Weird Al Yankovic, with his unfiltered comedy delivery, as well as his mainstream successful longevity, has been wearing a bulletproof vest from these same pissed off critics for decades. And I'm not going anywhere near how the radio business treats people like Dr. Domeno. This loaded reaction confronted me when I listened to Who's That? A minute I have Diddy, then I'm sure it would have been in secret messages at the tail end if everything wasn't so uptight. I suspect Jeff needed to let out some steam, and this pleasant, goofy deal was the result. Much like his talent for writing liner notes, the track is not deep in its intent and humor, but unlike those notes, it wasn't meant to be deep. A brief British musical nonsense tradition of the goons, quite a lot, and the pythons, not so much but enough. This is a rare case of self-reference for ELO as a sample from Mr. Blue Skies is used at the end. Uh, as a somewhat demanding listener who dwelt too much into more complicated comedy records like Made by the Firesign Theater and the Credibility Gap, I was quite pleased with this brief inspiration. Jeff was well aware of his legacy and let us know about it with this innocent moment of goofiness, and that is good enough for me. Now if you excuse me, I'm going to blast some Mojo Nixon and they might be giants just to piss off the local radio stations. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature! Who's that? Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. Oh, great. That's who then? Hey, who's that? <laughs> hey, this is Dr. Troy with my thoughts on who's that. Oh man, I love it when Jeff shows his playful side, when he shows his sense of humor. I cracked up about as much when I just finished listening to it this time as I did when I first listened to this box set. And I don't know if Jeff is a fan of Monty Python or not, but this song is very Pythonesque. I can almost imagine a video with the members of Monty Python dancing to the song and mouthing the words, who's that, every time the song gets to that point. Just very, very funny, very entertaining. And even Jeff's liner notes in the box set, a jolly English dance where everyone wears something. That's a very Pythonesque liner note. So maybe Jeff was indulging his love of Monty Python here. And I thought when I first bought this box set in November 2000, I had no idea that six to seven months from then, a new Electric Light Orchestra album would be in stores. So as far as I was concerned, Who's That was the last song that ELO fans were, I know it's not officially an ELO song, it's a song that Jeff finished from 20 years before that, quote unquote, but it was under the ELO moniker. And I, like many other fans, probably thought that was the last we would hear from the band. And I think it's great that Jeff ended ELO, or we thought he was ending it, with a little bit of humor. And I also can't help but think that maybe Jeff all the while while he's putting this box set together, is kind of winking at his fans because he would have had to have been working on Zoom 
when this box set was being compiled because he knew that he had a surprise coming for them in a few months. So, yeah, again, very entertaining, very funny, very Monty Python. And I'll talk to you next time. This is Troy. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? Hi, guys. Today I listened to Who's That? And, um, I'm not sick today because yesterday was, but I feel a little better now. I don't feel sick anymore. Anyway, bye-bye. You didn't say what you thought of the song. I did. No, you didn't. I did. At the beginning. You want me to play it and show you? Yeah, sure. I thought of the song. I listened to Who's That, and I liked the song, and it was all so dumb and annoying and... Wow, she liked it! Taste the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, flashback bonus tracks.